another episode of Talking Tropes. We've got a mini for you today. It's mini. We're talking about the Steven Universe movie. Just a quick little, you know, hot take recap. John, you know, you know you love it. <laughs> you love it. It's great. Um, David, did you like the Steven Universe movie? Loved it. That you watched? I mean, from honestly, I've heard every... Like on the grand scale, like I've had, I've heard every reaction to this movie from meh to disappointing to loved it to it's the best episode ever to it's, you know, it's the best thing ever. You know, I've heard everything on the spectrum. So, you know, we'll just be adding another, another little nugget, you know, nugget to it. (laughs) What do you think? You like it? Yeah, I I think I'm a little bit more towards like the the meh side, but like like if I had to give it a number scale, I feel like I'd give it like a seven point five eight. You know, like so is that on the scale of from worst Steven Universe episode to best Steven Universe episode? Uh. Or worst TV movie on Cartoon Network to best? Or yeah, kind of, yeah. What's the scale I, of? I, I would say the scale is of, like, Steven Universe content. I okay. Would give it, I would give it, like, an eight. Right. So, I mean, like, Steven Universe, uh, it's a, a fantastic show about a uh, friendly little boy who, uh, you know, always believes that there's good in everyone and that peace will reign if you just, you know, express your true self and, and you know, come to love others and express your empathy. Um He's a pacifist, you know, he's been able to convert, uh, you know, alien overlords that command massive empires to just <laughs> give up on being empires. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's he's a convincing little fellow. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's got superpowers because his mom used to be the you know, king of the queen of the space aliens. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's had a long arc. There's a lot of continuity. And so you could never have a Steven Universe movie that encompasses all the continuity while still, like, fitting into it, right? So they put it... Yeah. It takes place years after the show. And I think that was a good choice. What do you think? Of, what did you think about the time skip? Absolutely. I, I think it made a lot of sense. Like, Steven Universe is not the kind of sci-fi show where, you know, it's going to be about the nitty-gritty hard details of, like decolonizing the universe you know like that's that's just and like even more than that like it's just you couldn't make this movie take place nebulously in the timeline because things change episode to episode so much you know you couldn't have this take place you know somewhere where you're not sure who pink diamond is and who rose quartz is and who steven is you have to like nail down exactly what you know and and if you do that you know exactly when it takes place right exactly like um so i i've done a crazy thing recently where i watched all of the one piece anime um and (laughs) yeah i have 900 plus episodes baby um right but but the movies can fit sort of anywhere in there right well, so the movies are just, like, the most bizarre things, and a lot of the times they're just fan service, but, like, right. you can really tell, like, when things are supposed to take place, and, and the way the movies in, in that universe sort of solve the problem is they're just like, the movies aren't really canon. They're not important. Like, nothing, right. 
nothing seismic is going to happen in a movie that you're going to then need in like to just keep watching the show on a weekly basis. Um, and I mean, this is pretty self-contained as well. The Steven Universe movie. I, I would agree. Um, it'll be interesting because there's going to be more episodes of Steven Universe, correct? Or am yeah. I wrong about that? Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to see if they decide to use the movie as like, the jumping off point is, is that the plan? Like, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. you know, it's a time skip and then continuing. Um, I doubt that they're going to have the next season be about dismantling the empire and it right. takes place between the end of the series and the movie. That yeah. would be weird. And you know, I would, uh, I would shun them. I would shun the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it would be an interesting choice that could potentially be fine, but, but I agree. I think ultimately it's a good thing to, to move away from that. Um, right. so, so in this, you know, Steven's now like a 16 year old, uh, you know, he's a teen. He's got a neck. He's taller. He's, <laughs> he's got yeah. a new style. Uh, his his voice is now Zach Callison's actual actual voice. voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know all, all this stuff is good and uh, you know very satisfying for somebody who's been watching the show for so many years to have it actually you know age up and right uh, and move in sort of a different direction. Right, and and you know similarly we get to see sort of the end result of a lot of like character development for um, various side characters throughout the series. You know, like Pearl. Right. Um, who's a character who's long been defined by her sort of like reverence and one-sided love for Steven's dead mom, like seems to have like actually like processed some of that 6,000 year old trauma and like is moving forward a little bit. Right. But all of this is recap. I mean, all these happened in actual Steven Universe episodes. Right. I mean, Pearl coming to terms with her own identity, Garnet, um, you know, being able to express herself more freely and, you know, not hiding who she is. Right. And, uh, you know, Amethyst not feeling so insecure about how she's different from others and being more uh, appreciative of being together with the people that she cares about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Know, so, not being so, a loner. So it sort of opens, well, it opens with this really great song uh, that the the three sort of space diamond rulers uh, are sing, yeah. where they're basically just doting ants now. Um, right. Or they just want to spoil Steven, but he's like, nah, I'm good, later. <laughs> yeah, I think just sort of like to cover all the songs, I think this is the best music that Steven Universe has produced. Um, like... There are ones that are more, you know, like Broadway style, classic musical. Uh, they still use all of the instrumentals that we associate with each individual character, but, you know, in a mm-hmm. grander scale. And then you've got, you know, catchy pop tunes and rock tunes and a weird, you know, electro swing song for the villain. Like, uh-huh. all of this stuff is gold. Um, yeah, I, I will agree. I think there's a lot of excellent songwriting and really great music that came out of this. Some of the songs were not my favorite. Like, I, I think there were, like, like all of the, um, like, reclaiming their past selves songs, I was not a super fan of, of those. Even, like, even, like, Steg? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Steg. Come on. He's a rock god. I mean, I like... No, I like Steg. Uh, that That's true. I do like that one. I took me a second to understand what Steg was. 
<laughs> Steg is Stephen fusing with Greg, with Greg. his yeah, own no. father, yeah. combining into one consolidated father-son Mass- rock duo, <laughs> a family band of sorts in one man. Uh, a hunk, a hunk, a hunk of burning rock. Um, <laughs> Indeed. And, yeah, I don't know. Just, just like, like, I didn't love... I didn't love, like, the songs that, like, the gems sang when they're like, I'm finding myself again. Like, that's a bad rendition, and that's not any of the songs. Well, I mean, the only one that really felt like that was Garnet singing uh, The True Love, which was, you know, in in the style of how Garnet songs often go, is more about setting a tone than it is about, like, lyrical flexing or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. but you like know, it was just sort of like a very hopeful sort of you know to, ca- rise to, to action sort of song. I I agree, but I think stronger than you blows it out of the water. Like sure, I, but I mean they already wrote that one. You can't write that one again. I know you like, can't write that one again, but you can write a better thing than stronger than you. And right, they didn't. well, it's hard. I mean you can't. I'm just saying overall, like the songs in this, I, I think you know are significantly better than a lot of the, the songs that we've heard in the past. Uh, I, I think there was a lot of real work into them, and you know, standing on their own, I think they're bops. You know, I think yes, they're ones that I'll listen to outside of just like rewatching the movie, which I've already watched three times. So, <laughs> damn. I, All right. I mean, I'm into this movie. I'm I'm real into it. Okay. Okay. Well, I've only watched it the once, so forgive me if I right. if I'm a little fuzzy on any of the details. Um, no, no, of course. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, they didn't strike me in the way that past Steven Universe songs have connected. Um, yeah. And, 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 and by the way, I'll say when I watched it the first time, I didn't really know how to feel about it. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. rewatch that I sort of like, you know, realized, Solidified. oh, wait, why am I rewatching this again? Right after I just watched it. Oh, it's probably because <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> Either so... I love it or I hate it. And I think it's because I love it. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, I, I think the songs, I mean, I listen to uh, Other Friends over and over again, which yes, you know, other... is funny because that's one of the lyrics. Other other Friends is amazing. I, I think all of the, like, villain songs in this one are absolute jams that, like... Yeah. Yeah, like totally great. Like let let and let's talk about Spinel. Like let's let's do it. Let's get in. Yeah, let's just get into it. Spinel as a character, I think, is uh, a signal that uh, Rebecca Sugar and you know all the writers sort of want to take the show away from a purely political uh, metaphor, which is I mean it was never purely political, but right. Steven Universe as a show has been largely political up to this point, um, and they want to make it more about the emotional things, you know, the, the, uh, the relationship lessons that you can pass on to children, uh, about what it is to appreciate your friends and what it is to seek self-respect. I think this is like an excellent character for kids to, to watch and, and, you know, feel connected to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, it'll be interesting to see what they do with her, like moving, Moving fo oh well I guess she went to go live with the diamonds so she's not gonna be like a right. regular character anymore. No, never mind right. then. because uh, like she's definitely the sort of character that could like get annoying kind of fast. Um, you Maybe know. I-, I don't know. I mean I think that you might say the same thing about like Peridot, but I mean she's my favorite character, so like 
Yeah, I I can see that. Characters I don't know. that would be annoying in in any other show are very delightful in the TV <laughs> universe. Fair, fair enough. Um, so so basically, Spinel's whole thing is that she was uh, a toy. All of the gems are created with a specific purpose, and her purpose and her purpose is, is to be a toy. Is to be like a best friend, to be a toy and a playmate. Um, but yeah. you know, the person that she was a playmate for, who is Steven's mom. Um, outgrew her and so sort of ended up abandoning her and, you know, went on to go to Earth and eventually, like, become Rose Quartz and decide to... From what I've seen of the the reactions from everybody, it seems like, uh, you know, Pink Diamond sucks is, like, the main takeaway, but I didn't really have that. I mean, like, sure, what she does is inconsiderate, but if you, like, take it metaphorically to the real world... I mean, basically what she did was ghost somebody that she had a really close friendship with, which right, is something which that is, happens. It's totally something that happens. It's definitely a shitty thing to do. You yeah, know? but it doesn't make you a monster. I mean, people, like, friendships drift apart all the time, and it's not always equal, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is coming from this sort of unfortunate picture of Rose Quartz that's been built throughout the series that, like, I kind of agree with. Like, I don't think she's a particularly sympathetic character at this point. No, I think she's extremely sympathetic. I mean, like, she was raised in this very restrictive household that taught her all these values that are bullshit. And then, you know, she ends up using some of them accidentally. Like, she looks down on humans. She you know, looks down on pearls, you know, she has this sort of superiority complex because of her privilege. But at the same time, I mean, she's the one who started the revolution to, you know, undo those things because she realizes her own privilege. She realizes that she was wrong. Um, And like, sure, she doesn't like go back and, uh, uh, you know, re- get Spinel back. But, you know, I mean, she, she forgot. Not- <laughs> it was 6,000 right, no. years. Right. I'm I'm not saying that like the reason to dislike Rose Quartz is because she did this one bad thing to Spinel, but I do think like, you know, it's another if you're already on the side of like not a fan of Rose Quartz, this is certainly not going to make you like her more. Um, right. But I I just think I think she's good. I th- I think she's a good character. I mean, she's complex. She has flaws, as do all of the crystal gems. I mean, they're not perfect. Garnet solves all of her problems with violence. Uh, <laughs> Amethyst can be, you know, kind of cold and distant when she should be like reaching out to people. Uh, you know, S- Stephen uh, often lacks self confidence, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, Pearl way more lacks self. It's a lot of self confidence lacking yeah. in the group, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, they can do cruel and and rude and mean things, and they lie and they deceive all the time. I mean, Rose just doesn't get a chance to make up for it because she's right. dead. Right. But 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 I'll say this. So, um, I think like Stephen has a great line at the end of this that I I kind of want to talk about a little bit more. But sure, we we can get there uh, later. No, just it's... just go ahead. We don't need to recap. Everyone. All right. Saying. All right. Yeah. So. I I love the line because the the whole idea is that he has to turn everyone back into like who they are to restore their gem powers and you know he's trying to figure out secretly this whole time what it was that 
made him him and what was his character journey and his character arc. Um, and I, it's like the line, I forget exactly what it is, but it's something along the lines of, um, like I'm, I'm fighting someone who's punishing me for the like crimes of my mother, someone I've never met. (laughs) And I'm like struggling in mortal danger. Like what more is there? And like, he's talking about, yeah, he's talking about how, he's reliving all the experiences of the show. And that's what the whole show is about. It's about looking back on how far we've come. And right. I, I think that's a great, you know, concept for a movie. But you were saying, like, what is different, you know? Right. I, and I, I don't know. I just think, like, that's... I, I'm just glad that he, like, says it. Like, I feel his anger and, like, his frustration in that moment in, like, a really human way. And, and I, just, I just think it's a great character moment. Um, and, yeah. and I think, I mean, it, the idea that be, just because you overcame something once doesn't mean you won't have to overcome it again. Right. Um, exactly. You know, this was like a, a last Jedi thing, you know, <laughs> where everyone was like, why is, uh, you know, <laughs> why is Luke doubting himself? You know, why did he almost try and kill his uh, nephew? You know, that he would have never done that because he already overcame that. Um, <laughs> no, like... people have to face these things over and over again and they have to reflect on what it is that brought them to the place that they are. Right, exactly. And and I think I think that's that's simultaneously what I like and also don't love about this movie is how reflective yeah. it is, you know? Right. And I think a lot of people agree with you. A lot of people think like, you know, let's skip all this recap stuff. You're never going to be able to recap the whole show. Right. I mean, the whole time you're like, all right, I've got it. He's a gem from outer space. Uh, wait, why does he have a pet lion? Oh shit. What the fuck? And then there's <laughs> these three other characters that they didn't introduce. Bismuth, Peridot, and uh, Lapis. I don't even know what that is. Like, <laughs> you know, just like right. as you go through the show, they keep introducing elements that they didn't introduce that are from the show. Uh, so having any recap at all maybe would be pointless, except for that that's what the movie's about. It's reflective. Right, right. Um, and and like it's not a bad thing for a movie to be reflective. I think, um, when especially it's, when it's when like it's... a culmination of five seasons of television. Right, exactly. You know, and and like. <laughs> Like, what is Endgame if not fucking reflective? <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, like, you know, people have their opinions on that. But but it is what it is. Uh, so so I, I don't have any inherent problem with that. However, um, mm. it didn't... Like it was new as it could have. Right, right. It wasn't like the shiny new Steven Universe that I think I wanted. But but I think yeah. what what you're saying about... Um, taking the opportunity to rewatch it. Um, I, I think once I'm not looking for that totally something new, I, I, I think you're probably right. And that I'll come to like it more and more. Um, if Maybe. I, if I go back to it. I mean, here's the, one of the criticisms that I see a lot is a lot of people were disappointed that this was another redemptive villain arc. Mm. Um, and people say that they're getting tired of it, which I find really interesting to examine because, no one would ever say that for an arc where after every season they kill the villain. Yeah. I, if, I think... if, if after every season, uh, you know, they killed the villain, they wouldn't say, hey, when's one of these villains going to turn into a good guy? You would just assume, like, the villains keep getting bigger and badder and you keep killing them. I mean, that's One Piece, right? That's Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for this show, the status quo is uh, a villain is a character. 
and a character has wants. And if Steven can satisfy those wants without hurting people, he will. Yes. Okay. This is this is my criticism of the movie, sort of on that front. I didn't mm-hmm. understand why there was a final battle. I was really confused as to why. Oh, so you felt like it was fought. contrived that she would, you know, suddenly doubt herself. And, no, and that was lash that out. was no, that was fine. I get that misunderstandings happen, like mm-hmm. especially when we're just talking about friendships and feelings and blah blah blah. What I didn't understand is why the crystal gems fought Spinel at the end. I don't understand why Steven specifically fought Spinel. I really thought he was just going to like hug the hate out of her or something, you know? Well, like, but she's attacking him. But like <laughs> I don't know. You have to you can't just take it on the chin. Like But you, like you why gotta... not? Steven's whole shit is like bubble shields. Like just stand there with a shield and let her like like That's basically what he did. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and then the other characters, they don't have shields. All, you know, Amethyst has got a whip. I mean, it's hard to just defend yourself with a whip. (laughs) No, I, I agree. But I don't, like, to me, it was the sort of idea where, like, her whole fear and, like, the whole, like, reaction that she had was this idea of, like, oh, Steven's gonna hurt me or kill me or like has secretly has this weapon that's going to be used against me. And then all of her fears are validated when she truly, she starts at first, but then they all just start attacking her back. Like Steven has to destroy the world. I I don't know. I don't think that this is that like, yes, her fears are validated, which is why it's a good conflict because her fears are totally valid. She's, but she's also the cause of them. Right. She's lashing out and it's coming right back at her. I mean, I I think that's an example of good conflict. What she wants and what she does are in conflict with each other, but they make total sense in her mind. Right. I'm I'm not, I I don't think there's anything wrong with the way that she acted or even necessarily with the way the other gems acted. Like, I think it's very in character for them to be, right. It's thematically confusing. Right. I think it's really thematically confusing and a little bit confusing for Steven, again, thematically, to take an actively violent role against someone who he's trying to convince that he's not a danger to. But but Steven's not anti-violence. I mean, this is, I mean, like, this is the whole thing. He's mainly anti-murder, um, <laughs> anti-killing. Right. I mean, right. this show is very pro-fighting for what you believe in. Um, sure. Fighting to defend people that you care about. I, I think that this was never a contradiction within the show, and, and it continues to not be. What, what Steven wants is to talk, and in order to do that, he needs to fight and defend himself up on top of that giant spike thing, <laughs> injector. Um, yeah. And what, uh, what the other gems want to do is protect Steven, and in order to do that, they have to beat the shit out of Spinel, because Spinel's <laughs> trying to kill him. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know. There there was just something about that final fight that felt off to me and maybe maybe it'll make more sense on rewatch or or make itself more clear mm. on rewatch. Well, um I Well, I saw a lot of criticism uh of the, the the drill exploding and that sort of resolving the problem even though it was supposed to be that you couldn't move it or it would explode and that was a bad thing. Mm. So that was a criticism I, mean, I saw, sort of a nitpicky plot thing. Yeah. But it didn't really bother me. No, I don't mean, think... I had I that think... thought, but... It... <laughs> yeah, it didn't bo- that didn't bother me either. 
Okay, so it really is just the idea of that they're fighting and the whole point is that Steven should be, you know, reaching out more and being more... Yeah. Uh, an like active like, listener, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about that final fight, specifically in the role that Steven takes against Spinell and how the plot positions him against her that feels thematically strange to me. I don't know if it's wrong or, or what, but th- there's something off there mm. for me. I don't think we need to go into it more. Yeah. Um, yeah can we put, talk about... Put a pin in that and... Yeah. Uh, I think that when it comes down to it, your attachment to this movie is extremely dependent on whether you're interested in exploring the idea of change in a very abstract sort of way, Um, not really nailing down exactly what those changes are, exactly Mm -hmm. what the growth is uh, that's important. You know, it's not like the, the way that they fix... Amethyst is by, uh, you know, teaching her again to not be ashamed of her smallness. Right. uh, Because that wasn't a problem when she first popped out of the ground. Uh, It's about just the idea that she's changed and grown and formed her own personality and that she has love from others. You know, that was what brings her back. And the fact that she went on a journey to do it and that in journey might have included certain specific things, but that those specific things varied based on the gem or the person or whatever or like garnet you know the thing that triggers her back to you know modern times is (laughs) the truth which seems like well was that really her thing but actually i mean it was really important to her when she found out that uh there was a lie about pink diamond you know that was what split her up um yeah And then they came back together when they decided that, you know, their truth, their true love was more important. And so they got married. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's like kind of abstract. It's not literal. It's not like they reminded her of something from her past and then she regained all of her memories because of it. It was like a more metaphoric, like being true to yourself can help others be true to themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was a little bit abstract for sure. Um, yeah. Which was, it, it was definitely a little bit hard for me to like grasp, I think initially, but like the more I sat with it, the more I, I was sort of like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. You also um, have to be, uh, you know, willing to accept that the motivations of Steven Universe villains for actually destroying the earth kind of has to be a little bit flimsy. I mean, I felt the same way oh, yeah. about yellow and blue. You know, the reason mm-hmm. they want to destroy the earth is because they miss their um <laughs> they miss their dead sister's daughter. Right. Like Pink I mean I I don't know. I kind of liked their like it it was fine. It was good enough. It's like they've been hurt so bad by this trauma whatever it is that they feel right. the only recourse is to obliterate a planet. Like Right, Hell but it yeah. has to be weak enough that they can be reversed by just simply finding out that, you know, Pink Diamond isn't dead. Pink Diamond chose to give up her form for somebody else. Right. Um, which, you know, it's perfectly plausible that that wouldn't change their minds, that they would still want to destroy the Earth. Mm-hmm. I, I, but, I agree. Like, yeah. it, it has to be a problem that can be solved through conversation, basically. 
Yeah, and and it's the same for this. So Spinell, yep. you know, her problem is that she doesn't believe that anyone can love her, and that's solved purely by Stephen saying, you know, I liked you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, you know, I'd be happy to be your friend, and I'm I'm sure you'll find other friends that are have a less toxic history with you. All right. Um, so you ha- you have to be willing to accept that that's enough for her, um, yeah, and that it and that it's a healthy thing for her to seek new friendship with the, the diamonds. You know, you have yeah. to be able to accept that. Um, which I c- I've seen a lot of criticism that you know that isn't good. I mean, I can sort of see where people are coming from with that, and that it it hasn't really examined. You know, like we we haven't seen at least these characters examine they're sort of like hierarchical positions super hardly yeah. uh right. or intensely rather um and so the diamonds you know, are so struggling with recognizing that their hierarchies are arbitrary right um, exactly and and you know to sort of send this basically living doll who sure has had some character growth but like yeah. still ultimately just wants to like quote unquote serve people and make them feel good like it's it's a little bit problematic but like it's not i don't think it's dangerous you know like i I don't think it's it's, not a dangerous idea to send to kids that you can go make new friends right exactly that you can make friends sharing in the shared trauma of losing someone right exactly that's not a bad way to make friends either yeah like, like I don't know. It, it's 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 about hope and moving forward, and for for lots of different people in this uh, this movie. And I don't think I don't think that's a wrong thing. Um, like, like I I understand how it's not like one hundred percent pure ideology. Like the best thing that you could ever do, healthy. But like nothing in life is, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? It's like you know, we all have to go. Stephen doesn't living. really want to be friends with this person, and he shouldn't have to. You know, exactly. you can't force someone to be friends with you. Exactly, and and you know, it's the sort of rhetoric that I hear um, around like lonely people who do bad things a lot of the time, um, mm. where it's like, yeah, and and I think it's something that um, you know, like we hear around like mass shooters and things like that where it's like oh well, he was bullied and he was mad that girls wouldn't go to prom with him or like shit like that and you know it starts to put this onus on especially women to be friends with people for other people's sake which like is exactly. not a reason to be friends with someone, you know? But you should always be friendly, and you should always be sympathetic, exactly. and you should always listen. But that doesn't mean exactly. you don't defend yourself. It I... doesn't mean you don't fight back against misogynistic <laughs> terrorists. Like, right. You absolutely fight back, and you punch all them right. in the face when they're about to kill somebody. <laughs> all um, right, all right. The more we're talking about this, the less problem we're having with that fight. Um, yeah. But... But yeah, yeah, like it's it's this idea where you can be compassionate towards someone without one totally surrendering yourself to them, um, or you know, without like putting yourself in an, a situation that is like not healthy for you. You know, like you can. But it's but it's still it's still you're 
it's still everyone's responsibility to care for people who are hurting. I think right. that's an important part of Steven Universe is that Absolutely. even though this isn't his fault that Spinell is like this, it's his responsibility just as a member of the human race right. to try and help people to recover when they're hurting. Um, yeah. And, and to try and, you know, find them a place in, in the world where they can belong. Sure, yeah. he doesn't necessarily have a choice in the matter because the person <laughs> is trying to kill him, but um, I think he does still think that it's his responsibility. Oh, know? absolutely, absolutely. And, like, it's the sort of thing where, like, he's clearly um, struggling and burdened by this responsibility because he's sort of taken it on as his responsibility to, like, decolonize the universe for the last, like, three or four right. years or whatever. So, like, you know, this this whole movie, the beginning, it's about him wanting a rest from that and then... You know, of course, he doesn't get a rest from it. But but I think that's also another big theme of the movie is that, like, the work is never really done, you know? Right. Like, you have to continue. Sure, you've changed and you're in a better place now, but, like, there's still going to be troubles. There's still going to be challenges. You're still going to have to continue, like, doing the challenging stuff, and it's not going to stop. But, like, yeah. you have good people around you, and, like, that's enough. Yeah, I think at the core of it, I think the stakes were high enough in this one. Yeah. The stakes are not that, you know, that all human life would die, which is great stakes, love it, <laughs> but also just that, you know, you would never get your friends back to the way they were, that you would lose every shared memory that you have with them. Yeah, very which, scary. like, that was a fucked up, like, I was honestly very scared. <laughs> about... Right, or that we might have to bubble Spinel and, you know, that she wouldn't be able to find a place in the world. You know, lots of stakes, lots yes. of really important stakes, um, yes. and they were all, I think, really well handled. Yeah, and it felt like movie stakes. And yeah, sure, it was self-contained, but it connected That's to fine. the continuity and and felt like a almost like a resolution of of the arcs by saying, "Look, these arcs they're important because without them, your characters are blank slates." <laughs> right. Like, all of that had, sure, if we go in a new direction and do new stories later in the timeline with these characters, like, it's going to feel different. But, like, all that stuff that happened was still really important because we wouldn't have these characters without it. Exactly. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's definitely a great point that the movie was making. Yeah. And, fuck, the, the songs. They're jams. The songs are you can't some... fight it. There were some really good jams. Other Friends is a straight bop, and you can't fight and, me on uh, that. And I, I think Independent Together is a bop, and I think, uh, um, oh shoot, what was it? Uh, I, you know, I can make a change right at the end where, mm -hmm. you know, Steven's, you know, fighting for his life. And she says, you can't solve all your problems with some stupid song, mm -hmm. which was a big part of the trailer. Um, you know, I think, I think if any song could... Solve all your problems. <laughs> it's that one. It's that one. Oh, all right. So that's 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 our hot take on a on yeah. Steven Universe movie. Uh, tell it's more us what you. It's a warm you... hug take. It's like a yeah. warm hug. Yeah, we won't fight you about it. Uh, yeah, if you were we'll disappointed by it, you. I think that's totally legitimate. Uh, but I mean, I just didn't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so let us know what you thought. Uh, you can. Tweet at us at Talking Tropes on Twitter or comment on uh, whatever Facebook post you, you found this on or <laughs> where, wherever exactly. you are. Uh, yeah. See you see next time, guys. Bye.
Oh.